A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Hello there and welcome to the 50th episode of the Retirement Toolbox. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles. Scott asked for a special intro for the 50th episode. So there you go, Scott. I went a little bit more over the top than usual. Well, I can't wait what you're going to do on the 100th episode. <laughs> for 100, we go all out. We, we, ampl- oh, okay. we amplify things by 100. So there wow. will be bells and whistles and fireworks and all sorts of things. What's amazing to me is that people could actually want to listen to me for 50 episodes at this point. <laughs> I, I know there's someone out there who's listened to all 50 of them. They're listening right now going, I've heard every one of yours, Scott. Well, as the podcast gets more and more and more popular, you know, who knows what we're going to do in 100, right? That's right. Can we, can we give away a, uh, like a special book or something like that, a special giveaway to the first person that emails us that says they's, they've listened to all 50 episodes? I tell you what, I will send them a copy of my Ticking Text Time Bomb book. There you go. Let's do it. So the first person that goes to skyboxfinancialgroup.com and hits the contact button and gets in touch with Scott or calls 888-742-0111, first person to call in or email and say, hey, I have uh, listened to all 50 episodes, you get a free copy of the Ticking Text Time Bomb book from Scott Searles. Very good. I, I feel like Oprah. You get a book. You get a book. But you're only giving yeah. it to one person, so you can't I you really know. can't do that. Well, I don't I don't have money like Oprah does. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get a book. You get kudos. You get kudos. You get kudos. So yeah. the yeah. second, third, and fourth place people will just get kudos. How about that? I, I will thank you immensely. There, thank you immensely. That's well put. I love it. Uh we've got a great show on the way today for our fiftieth. Uh we're gonna have a question a little bit later in the program as we open up a mailbag. And uh, Bo is going to have a question about needing $5,000 to live on each month in retirement and then factoring in what the pension's going to bring in and what that will do and impact his 401k and some of those moving parts. Should be a really good question. We actually have some specifics financially to deal with in this question, so it allows us to maybe go in a little bit more depth than we usually do in the mailbag segment, so that should be fun. I think we're both bringing positive recommendations to the movie and TV show segment at the Mm -hmm. end of today's show, so that should be good. All that, and we're going to find out what Scott's go-to restaurant is as well. But before we dig into all of that, let's get into our main topic of the day. And we are going to today, Scott, in honor of your 50th episode, reveal the financial world's dirty little secrets. Mm -hmm. If you can understand some of these dirty little secrets, the peek behind the curtain, if you will, It'll help you cut through the clutter and allow you to really focus on what's most important about your finances and retirement. So we're going to reveal some of those dirty little secrets on today's episode. Scott, I know you're going to catch a lot of heat in the financial world for revealing these, so strap in, my friend. It's like a magician giving away the secres <laughs> of the trick. What is the uh, the magician's guild is going to get after you if you, uh, if you aren't careful here? <laughs> dirty little secret number one. Most of the time, no one really knows what's going on. What do we mean by that? Well, you know, I've said over and over, and you do these podcasts, that 
you know, the markets are driven by the news. You can't predict the news, thus you can't predict the markets. And, you know, a lot of the times, a, a lot of people will tell you, you know, that they're going to tell you exactly how things are going to perform. They'll look back at history and they'll say, hey, you know what, look at last time this happened. But the problem is there's so many different variables, so many different causes to the different effects that we see. So, you know, even though we look back at history, you know, and we can say, okay, this has happened, this has happened when, you know, you know, whatever the case may be, you really can't predict what that future is going to be. So as we go forward then and we look at, you know, how financial markets are going to perform, we really can't know with 100% certainty. So I think the moral of the story here is that you need to have that diversified portfolio. You need to have things mixed around. If you have too much exposure to the financial markets, I mean, you can get yourself in some big trouble. That's a great point. And that's why it's good to recognize that most of the time, no one really knows what's going on. That includes us as individuals, but experts as well, a lot of the time, don't know the direction of things, too. So so it's both a lesson and be careful who you're listening to, both yourself and the experts around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, it kind of applies to all sides of the equation. Another dirty little secret of the financial world, most of the things that we argue about aren't all that important. Is that, Walter, we're just arguing over the semantics? Is that really what it comes down to sometimes? Walter, you got to think big picture. Okay. All right. So when, when you meet with an advisor and they start whipping out all these little charts and, you know, and they're talking about all these different things, the reality is, is that you need to focus on the big picture and the goals of what you're trying to accomplish. Too many people get hung up on those little details about the portfolios or, you know, how much money we should have at this point in time. And, and, you know, that stuff is important, but we need to focus on the big picture. So going back and forth and debating things, you know, like, is this portfolio going to be better than this portfolio? Or, you know, should we should we have, you know, this much in cash or that much in cash? You know, those are important things, but people have a tendency to, to just start nitpicking, going back and forth and never make a decision or never do anything because they're worried about those little things. And the reality is we need to focus on that big picture, what your goals are. There's always different paths to get to the same place. If you're, if you're going to drive, if you're going to the grocery store, you can take five, six different routes to get to the grocery store, maybe more. All right, but you still eventually get to the grocery store. So I, what I want people to do is focus on the grocery store. You can get there in different ways, but too many people will sit in their car and they'll sit there and argue, should they turn right or turn left? It doesn't matter. You're going to get to the same place anyway. And I think that's what too many people do when they start doing some financial planning and working with investments. Sounds like whenever we debate over uh, where to go out to eat, it's like, you know, it's either going to be pizza or Vietnamese food. So just let's just <laughs> cut to the chase and cut out all the other possibilities. It's going to be one of those two. Let's go ahead and make our decision. <laughs> right, right. I love that, Scott. I feel like that is, uh, in a more important level, that is something uh, that I battle with constantly, both in, in work and in life, like with doing projects. You know this as a home improvement mm-hmm. kind of person. Yeah. Sometimes it's overwhelming trying to get everything perfect for that next project. I think about like trying to, you know, the, the, we're getting ready to kind of redo our laundry room, just a little project in the laundry room. 
mm-hmm. but I get overwhelmed by thinking about, all right, I got to get tape to tape off the corners and plastic to cover the floors. And then we're going to have to prime, but then there's going to be a bunch of downtime letting the primer dry and then this. And meanwhile, I've moved the laundry things out of the way. Where do I store them in the meantime? And then what happens if the project takes longer than I expect? And we don't have the laundry machines hooked up. Oh my gosh. And then uh, yep. all of a sudden it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I've barely made any progress. And now it's like, well, it's too late to start the project now. And, you know, sometimes you just get in there and you just get started. And it may not go perfect. You may not be the most efficient. Uh, you may accidentally move something out of the way that you didn't have to move out of the way and you waste a little bit of time. But you know what? You, you got the ball rolling. And I think we right. can all identify things in life that are that are like that. And sometimes it, it's kind of this argument of perfection versus just getting things started. What is uh, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress? Is that that saying? Or there's something similar to that? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that comes into play here. Exactly. Yeah. So again, uh, two dirty little secrets of the financial world. Most of the time, nobody really knows what's going on. And also, most of the things we argue about aren't all that important. Let's focus on the big stuff, the important stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also difficult to differentiate between skill and luck in the financial world. This one, people definitely in the financial world don't want you talking about, Scott. Well, you know, and I see this all the time. I'll see somebody come in and... You know, maybe they, you know, they're looking at other financial advisors or wherever the case may be. But, you know, they'll say, hey, you know what? You know, this guy, he performed this. Look at he he has successfully picked all these stocks. You see them on commercials all the time. These people, I want you to buy programs and do these things saying, oh, look at the success I have. The guy sitting next to his Lamborghini, right? Well, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we don't know if that's skill or luck. The guy could have gotten lucky and done this or, you know, got good returns because of this or that or whatever the case may be. But I think what people need to focus on is the process. And, and, you know, if you go in and you meet with somebody and he's hanging, you know, his hat on, on some, you know, specific returns that he's done in the past and say, look at this. You know, that's probably something you need to be wary of. What you need to focus more on is the process. You know, how are we going about managing the portfolios? You know, is, is there a logic behind that? And then, you know, are they communicating it to you on a regular basis? Because it's all about the investment process, not even looking at those returns, you know, in the past, because you don't know if, they, if it was luck or skill. They, you don't know if it can happen again. But you can see the logic behind a process and a way to invest that money and then continually can you know manage it and update it that's what you need to focus on so when you go and you see somebody you can't tell if it's skill or luck this is like the old um we've heard the story of you know how they had monkeys pick stocks and it outperformed what you know everyday investors could do or mm-hmm. through stock darts at a dartboard that corresponded to a stock and then invested in them and then you know totally random and then see what it turned into and you know, it was just as successful. It just proving that the skill and luck, the the delineation between them is not very much. It's, right. It's a pretty pretty slim margin. All right, last but not least, this one goes back to that media perhaps criticism a little bit here. The bolder the opinion, the more people pay attention to it. Hmm, does that not perfectly describe our society today? Oh, absolutely. I mean, geez, oh man. I mean look at look at Kramer. That's uh Jim Kramer on C N B C, right? He's he's you know, he's got all his stock recommendations and he's got, you know, these little buttons he's hitting to make sounds by the way. 
He who know, shouts the loudest, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. And, you know, because of that, you're drawn to that. But the reality is, is a lot of the times he just doesn't know. And a lot of people, you know, don't know. They can make educated guesses. And, you know, what I find out a lot, too, is that when you're listening to these so-called experts or the, these people that, you know, everybody's watching, very seldom, if ever, do they say, I don't know. And, and you know, I say I don't know all the time. But we can certainly find out what that answer is going to be. But when, you know, when it comes to you know, everything that's out there with all these, you know, the media, the Twitters, everybody is an expert. And the reality is, is that things usually aren't clear black and white all the time. There's that gray area. There's different things that can happen. So you, you need to really focus and understand the big picture of, you know, the different planning strategies that you're going to do. There are some things that we don't know that we can't predict in the future. You know, we don't know exactly you know, what taxes are going to be 10 years from now. We certainly think they're going to be higher. We can make a certainly a good case to prove that. But we don't know for certain what they're going to be. But we want to plan for maybe the scenario that's worse as opposed to better. And that's just being, you know, smart about it. Great points all the way around, Scott, and something I think we can all certainly uh, keep in mind, whether it's financial information we're absorbing and understanding or even something in a broader sense. Those bold opinions, there's a reason people come out so strong on social media, TV, and the like. It's because that's where, you know, the bolder you are, you got to stand out, you got to get the attention, the clicks, the eyeballs. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's truth behind all of those things and, and good advice behind those things. You so, have to be smarter than everybody else, right? Yep, exactly. Just be be aware, be a little paranoid, be a little, uh, you know, a little, little cynical and, uh, you know, put all these things through your own filter. And I think that's just a really good lesson all the way around. If you are thinking about how you plan for retirement and your financial future and maybe you're falling victim to some of these dirty little secrets in the financial world or if we've revealed a lot of, um, you know, interesting perspective to you on the show today, might be worth getting a review of your financial plan, which you can do with Scott and his great team at Skybox Financial Group. All you have to do is go to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com, and you can schedule a time to visit right from your computer or smartphone. You can also call 888-742-0111, 888-742-0111. Get in touch with Scott. He's got an office in Strongsville, serving the greater Cleveland area, also an office in Bradenton, Florida as well. So whether you like the uh, the cold or the sun and the warmth, <laughs> either location, uh, there's a spot where Scott can meet with you and talk to you a little bit about your plan, what's going on, and how he might be able to help and improve your retirement and financial situation going forward. You can also check the description of today's show for that contact information on your various podcasting apps. More coming up on today's program. In fact, up next, it's time to get to know Scott a little bit better. <music> It's getting to know you time. All right, Scott, got a fun question for you on uh, today's episode in our getting to know you segment. This question is going to be about eating, so I think it's going to be one that you like quite a bit. Oh, um, yeah. But both of us, for that matter. Uh, so this one is uh, simply, what is your go-to restaurant? You know, Walter, that's an easy one, too, because uh, there's a restaurant right by our house called Slim and Chubby's. Slim okay. and Chubbies. Right. Yes, yes. And it's kind of like a bar, sports bar, restaurant, but we can actually walk to it from our house. 
the food is good. They got a good selection of, of beers. And whenever we're, you know, it's like a Wednesday and we got a lacrosse game or something, we didn't really think about dinner. It's like, where, where should we go? Oh, let's just run up to Slim and Chubby's because it's quick, it's easy, and the food is good. So that's that's the go-to restaurant. And uh, So it's, they, it's versatility and it's access is what makes it go-to. So you're not necessarily saying it's the best restaurant in the world, but that's your, that's your go-to for right. universal help. Yeah, way. because, you know, it's not always – there are other factors going to your go-to restaurant, right? Sure. It's not just, you know, that, that it's the world's best food or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it, it's it's good. We can take the family up there. We can just go up there and, you know, have a good meal, get in and out of there quickly. Uh, you know, they've got a bunch of TVs for watching games and everything. And depending on the nights when you go on there, too, they have trivia night. We've stumbled into trivia night quite often. And, uh, you know, we're absolutely horrible at it. But, uh, you know, they got <laughs> trivia night. And then they, they got name that tune night, too. You know, so it's, it's, it's fun, too. It's just our go-to place. That's great. I love it. I don't know if we have a, a go-to that fits that exact description, but I guess I would always – there's a place called Vivo that we really like that is uh, an Italian restaurant. So that's probably our go-to for like a good, you know, good thing of pasta. They have mm-hmm. really quick delivery, but it's kind of higher end Italian, but they still mm-hmm. do like really quick delivery. They actually deliver food quicker than the chain pizza places. Oh, um, really? I don't know how they do it so fast, but they are lightning quick. And so, you know, good pizza, good pastas, a little bit higher end. So it's a pricier go-to restaurant, but just always good whenever you need a little comfort food and you're in a hurry and need to, you know, get it quick. But it's also right. a great atmosphere to go eat in. So it's got very universal go-to. And then I kind of said earlier, it's it's either pizza or Vietnamese food. So there's a Vietnamese restaurant that is pretty much our go-to for, you know, if I need, if I need to make Connie happy, I know exactly where I'm going, to the Vietnamese place to get her a, 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 bowl, a bowl of soup. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, get and the I'm, pho? I'm i get 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 the pho the pho is that how you say pho yeah, pho i always thought it was pho no pho because that's why they do all of the um all of the play on words at a lot of the pho restaurants unforgettable phenomenal see i always thought it was unforgettable see you, oh, you couldn't yeah. work it either way really yeah i i suppose but <laughs> i mean from 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 her family, uh, just, you know, straight from Vietnam, I have uh, I have the source as being pho. Oh, okay, All right. perhaps so, the dialect or the intonation can vary from. No, place to I place. believe you. I just never knew. I just never knew. <laughs> I don't know if it's a tomato tomato thing or if it's uh, a much more deeply rooted passion for how to pronounce it. So, so they are opening a new restaurant right by my office called Beyond Pho. Okay, there you go. Yeah, beyond pho. Yep, and nice. I always said it was beyond pho. So beyond pho. Well, maybe, I, maybe maybe that's how they say it in Cleveland. I don't know. See, now I can seem smarter than everybody else that I know how to say this. Yeah, there's actually like a you know it's like in a lot of Asian languages the inflection even just changed ever so slightly can change the meaning mm-hmm. of a word. You know, mm-hmm. so in in truly pronouncing it, it's even got like a little. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't quite make my voice do it. But it's kind of like a. Uh, like it's it's got there's a little there's a little hoop in there. I don't know how to describe it, but okay. But I can't duplicate it. So, but so, so far so good for her parents. Fu seems to be good enough to get across. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. Uh, we'll try that next time you go out and get some. Try the other pronunciation. See if you get funny looks and 
then maybe we truly just have a, a good debate over how that's truly pronounced. I don't know. Well, you know, the problem, it's like that YouTube video, the guy that can speak Mandarin Chinese and goes into the Chinese restaurants and freaks everybody out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've I think I've seen, seen one that? or two of those, yeah. Yeah, so he goes in They're not in expecting there. it, right? No, and, and he's like reading the menu, and then all of a sudden he breaks out his Mandarin Chinese, and they're all, all their jaws drop. Freaks and, them all out. Yep. Yeah. It's like, what's this American guy speaking perfect, you know, <laughs> Mandarin Chinese? Wouldn't that be great to be that, to be that guy, to have that ability to go to a country and be – Totally. Hey, on our last episode, we talked about assumptions, right? Someone would totally assume something about you, and then you just totally flip it upside down like that. I I would thoroughly enjoy that. That would that would be the only reason I would learn the language just to do that, just to surprise people in that way. Yes, very true, (laughs) very true. There you go, getting to know Scott and uh, I this week as well, a little bit better on the show. Now, time to get to know you, answering one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. This week's question comes to us from Bo. Bo says, I need about $5,000 to live on each month in retirement, and my Social Security and pension will total about $5,300. Does this mean I'll be able to leave my entire 401k behind to my son? You know, Bo, this is a very good question. And on the surface, you would say, hey, I need $5,000 to live on. You know, I got $4,300 coming in with my Social Security pension. I'm good to go. The reality is you're probably more than likely not going to be able to leave that entire 401k to your son. And this is the reason why. So we'll, first we'll talk about your income. As your income's coming in, you have your Social Security and your pension. Your pension's going to be 100% taxable, uh, more than likely. So your pension's going to be taxed. So you're going to have to withhold out of that. Your Social Security also might start to become taxed too, depending on the percentage of how much of that 5300 is Social Security and how much of it's pension. But So your net after tax, the amount you can actually spend, is going to be less than $5,000 right there. So in order to supplement that then, you're going to have to start taking money out of that 401k plan or other savings that you have. And then that problem is going to compound because when you take money out of the 401k, what is that money going to be taxed at when it comes out? Well, you know, that's going to be completely taxable money. So that's going to get added on your income and make more of your Social Security taxable. So the reality is, is you might have to start taking more out than you realize out of those retirement savings. Then you throw in the fact that when you get to age 72, the government's going to make you start taking money out of that 401k. So then that's going to you know, continue to pull that down a little bit more. Then we'll throw inflation in there. You know, and if inflation increases, then you know, we're, we're going to certainly have to continue to take more out because your pension might not increase with Social Security, I mean with inflation. And your Social Security usually has a very modest increase in, for inflation, and they don't do it every year. So the reality is, is that you may need a little bit more than you actually think to get an after-tax spendable income of $5,000 in today's dollars, five, six, seven, eight, and 10 years down the road. So, Bo, you're the perfect kind of candidate where you should probably, you'll go to talktoscott.com, have a 15-minute phone call with me, and, and I can kind of walk you through some of these things, maybe a little bit more specific to your situation, but you definitely need to uh, get a plan in place. 
That is a really good position to be in, though, Bo, when you start to pull the numbers together and go, wow, all right, so my basic expenses are almost taken care of by only two of the three big funding sources that I have. So Mm -hmm. no reason to be careless then all of a sudden, but definitely it doesn't sound like that's your mindset by any means. But, uh, but yeah, great position to be in. Let's just make sure all the T's are crossed and I's dotted and that Absolutely. you're in good shape and making the right choices going forward. Yep. Uh, if anybody else is in a similar position and you're wanting to get a review of your situation with Scott, you can do that by going to talktoscott.com or giving a call to 888-742-0111. And contact info is in the show notes section of your app or wherever you're listening to today's program. Look at the show notes or description area. And we've put Scott's contact info in there for you. Another great question on the mailbag. You can submit questions to us, and uh, we might feature it on a future show. Feel free to do so. Just sitting at home with nothing to do. It's time for the shelter-in-place movie TV review. All right, time to review a movie or TV show. We had uh, one positive and one negative review on the last show. I think we're both going positive this week. Scott, what you got for us? I tell you what, it's a a series that we found on HBO Max called Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso? It is so funny. The premise of of the show, it's got Jason Sudeikis as the main character, which I love him anyway. I've met Jason Jason Sudeikis. Oh, really? Was he a nice guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He was really cool. I mean, it was in a, it was in college, and he he and another guy from Saturday Night Live were doing a uh, a talk on comedy, and we got okay. to, to meet him and talk to him for a couple minutes afterward. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he was, you're, he was so laid you're back. Big. He was real chill. Yeah, it was good. So you're a big fan, anyway. Yeah, we we like him. He's good. Yeah. So he so the Ted Lasso show. The whole idea is he's a goofy college football coach. Okay. And the uh, a woman inherits her husband's soccer slash fo- football team in England, and she wants to ruin it. So she hires goofy Ted Lasso, who knows nothing about soccer, to go over to England and start coaching their their soccer club team. <laughs> right? This sounds and, good. And he is a you know he's a goofball. He's kind of you know like. Uh, a southern kind of weird kind of southern hillbilly kind of stuff he does and uh oh and it is just hilarious it is really good show we started watching it. it was one of those ones where like okay just one more okay just one more language is a little rough in there you know they 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 like the f word uh they use it in different terms though but it, it's it's really a good show so if you like comedy shows Ted Lasso HBO Max is a winner. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like an interesting show to watch. So you're taking like small college football southerner and putting him in England to play to coach the different football. And he know, doesn't know the rules or anything. He's like, <laughs> why is there more time being added to the clock? I mean, gotcha. he knows nothing. Uh, and, and you know what? Let me correct myself. It was not HBO at Max. It was on Apple TV. Oh, Apple TV. Okay. Yeah, okay, because gotcha. we. We kids got new phones and they gave us like free subscriptions to Apple TV, so that's why we have it. And uh, yeah, we're watching the Ted Lasso. It, it's definitely a good one. Interesting. All right, I'm going to write that one down. Ted Lasso, definitely one to check out. Have you seen any other uh, Apple TV? Is it worth getting a uh, short term subscription? You know what? If 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 you know, 
I haven't watched a ton on there. I did watch another good one. You know, is anybody that's listened to podcasts used to know I used to, you know, practice the break dancing back in the day. But the <laughs> uh the the Beastie Boys documentary was really good. Okay. Uh, and that was another thing we watched that my wife actually told our friends about because it was very interesting. And uh, But that's all I've really watched on there. They've got other stuff. It's just, you know, TV time's kind of limited, so. Definitely um, during uh, lacrosse season. Yeah, I mean, if you know. check it out check it out for a month, it costs like five bucks or something, and you can definitely yeah. get $5 worth of entertainment out of 10 lasso alone. Okay, nice. That's a good way to put it. All right, well, my suggestion is HBO Max or I don't really know what the difference is between HBO Max and HBO. They're pretty much the same thing. But, yeah, I think um, it is. I think it has the same stuff. Just a branding difference, maybe. But anyway, an HBO show. An adaptation of a Stephen King novel, but well done compared to most other adaptations of Stephen King's works. <laughs> Usually the Stephen King movies are always a little, you know, budget, done on the budget. Yes. Uh, this one was not, being an HBO depiction. And it is awesome. It is like definitely you got to consume the next one. It's a short. They're not sure if they're going to do a second season, so it may just be a short series, you know, a mini series that's just the mm-hmm. one season, uh, or they may add a second season. They kind of left a a little hook at the very end that makes you sit, think, oh, I can I can come back for a second season. But it also kind of wraps everything up neatly at the end of the first season as well. So it could go either way. But it's called The Outsider. And I think you would really like it, Scott, because it's kind of that murder mystery um, with a little bit of paranormal twist thrown into it like Stephen King always does. But the acting is very good in it. Oh, it's just it's just well done. It's it just keeps you scratching your head. It's an interesting concept. It's pretty wild. So if you like Stephen King, if you like murder mystery and you're okay with a little paranormal element to it, you know, just enough to keep you guessing. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Very, very good. All right, I'm good. I'm definitely going to watch it. Just called The Outsider, and it's, uh, again, only like 10 episodes, so it goes by quick. You'll like it. Let me know what you think. Well, there you have it, the reviews this uh, this week. The Outsider and Ted Lasso, good ones to check out, according to Scott and I. Go, go let us know what you think. Uh, my friend, thank you for joining us for another episode, and congratulations on your 50th. Well, and thanks so much, Walter. Couldn't sir. have done it without you, as they say. We'll, we'll, we'll do 51 coming up in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. I'm going to celebrate <laughs> and get some fa. There you go. Fa. Fa. Darn it. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.